This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Guys, I got some bad news the other day. Um, I found out I'm colorblind, which isn't the it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just this it's wild to like understand that, you know, colors and things like that are, are just not the same anymore. You know what I mean? It came right out of the purple. It was it was the worst <laughs> instead of coming right out of the blue. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Took me a long time and embarrassing the best, that's the best type of dad joke when it <laughs> takes a second to like settle in. You're like, oh, <laughs> I bet our, I bet a friend of the show Graydon is going to have some critiques about that joke. I, don't know, I think I delivered it pretty well. <laughs> I think for a 15 second joke. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to set it up a little bit. You got to meander and then you just you hit him with it. Yep. You know, they tell you guys I got pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to debates on tap. This is a podcast where we drink. We argue and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan and I am Vargas. Yeah, you are. Are you ever baby? I am. Don't. Did you see it? Did I didn't you, see anything. You, I, no, I, I almost spoiled it. the thing for today's episode. I didn't see it. It was my penis. <laughs> I'm only thinking about Dune right now, baby. Still, I mean, aren't you always? You know, aren't what, you always? I mean, that's kind of the whole point of Dune is to always be thinking about Dune. That's yeah. That's ABD. Always be Dune. <laughs> always be Dune, baby. <laughs> always be Dune. But oh. uh, what are we drinking over here? Well, I brought the boys that was already here. Thankfully, uh, Martin City Brewing. Um, I think we have a couple. Brian has the coffee stout. Uh, Vargas and I have the Easy Way IPA. This is a nice, smooth little IPA. I, I dig it. I so I, I I know that IPAs tend to be very didactic. They tend to be love them or hate them. Mm-hmm. I kind of like when an IPA is a little bit hoppy. Sure. When you when you have to think about it a little bit <laughs> is what I'll say. You know what I mean? Right. Right. right when you right. got it, you got to drink it, but you can't like slug them down. Yes. And you have to kind of appreciate to, the flavors that are in there. I know what's going on. Brian's Let me making go get fun your beret of me. Out I know. Of the closet. This is what I'm saying. You're, uh, but I kind of like it. Yeah, I right? dig it. I dig it. It's smooth. It's good. Yeah. See, that's what I, I'm Corn not cob a cob pipe in your beret. Oh boy, I'm not a big my fan button of nose. <laughs> two eyes made out of coal. Am I right? <laughs> I, I, I I get worried IPAs because usually they're a little bit yes bitter and like they have a high alcohol content. Right. You know. And if you actually listen to last week's episode, you'll learn about how alcohol As works. It's working. And Ooh. it's sometimes they're just they're just heavy to drink. Like you can only have right. one, maybe two, and you're like, okay, I'm I need to move on to something yeah. else. And that's why Saisons. I really like Saisons. Yes. But I've seen a lot of IPA Saisons, and I'm like, that's not a Saison, that's is it? That's not how that works, I don't think. But I don't want to yeah, it's, it's too rough. It's a more of a Saison off. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something about a horse in a square hole. <laughs> When I made that exact kind of joke. Oh, yeah. boy. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, what's new with my boys? Hey, man, I finished what we do in the shadows. Nice. Dude. Season, season uh, three, episode 10. Does it out. end kind of wild? I've heard it ends kind of wild. I Ooh. called the ending, though, didn't you I? You did. You oh. did. A little oh. bit. Uh-oh. A little bit. Uh-oh. It's very interesting. I, I really need my boy, Brandon. I know. I watched an episode this morning. I watched the, the casino episode. That's where I'm at, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> Um, I watched that episode and I, I think that's like half. That's like episode four or something like yeah. that. So I'm, I'm getting there. I got a lot of other stuff. I was watching Bake Off this morning. My wife, she pastry hates week. It's pastry week, baby. Uh, well, actually, when you listen to this, it's not going to be pastry week. Pastry. It was last week. Um, but Molly does not like what we do in the shadows. So it's hard to 
you know, I got to watch it on, on Brendan's time. Yeah. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry to hear about the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, does Kara like what we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. no. She understands humor. <laughs> Sh- shots <laughs> fired true. at your pregnant wife. I mean, that's okay. Oh, oh sorry. We got pregnant. Uh, both of <laughs> them don't what? like humor then. <laughs> she has to not like humor for two. Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> if our child comes out and it's like, I don't like what we do in the shadows. I'm like, well, I'm giving it back. Dude, imagine if your child's like, dad, I just want to play football. I don't want to watch it or watch Dune again. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you don't watch Ghostbusters again? Like get back wait, in that womb. Okay, so I guess you didn't get it. Okay, let's go watch. <laughs> you must not have gotten it. Let, let me give you the novel version <laughs> and maybe then. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, I finished that. You made a face when I said does it in weird, so I think it does. Kind of, not weird I mean, as in like bad, but no, like it ends very weird. Yeah, interesting. It's very weird. It hits hard too. I mean, it, it kind of does. Yeah, they're, they're kind of they're This is a toss salad for season four. You don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen in season four. What are you doing? They're tossing it up in the air. Yeah, you toss they're mixing a salad. it up. Yeah, you toss the salad. I think you need to get on Urban Dictionary real quick before you start throwing out terms like toss salad. What? You toss salad in the air to toss it. And you mix it up. And then you put your butthole on somebody's mouth. Great. What? Great. You toss the salad. Uh, Buddy. Okay. okay. Such a blue podcast these days. Well, a purple podcast. Sorry, Brendan. Mm, mm. I don't get it. That's what, what we're doing. I don't understand colors now. So. I know. Well, you said I out don't of the understand the colors. That's how colorblind works, right? You just yes. don't understand yeah. color. The brain just turns it off. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. What would you say? That rules. Uh, Molly and I have been watching. Uh, we finished a show called what the white Lotus on HBO max. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend it because it's basically about a set of people go to this Hawaiian resort and they're all various shades of like not good people, but it opens up with the very, very first episode. Someone of this group dies and it's not really a murder mystery show. It's more of like a character journey show that like you find out who dies at the end basically, but it's just this very interesting drama comedy of these people's relationships, how they like float in and out of each other's like little lives and stuff like that. And it, it is, it is very, very good. Is that the one uh, with Melissa McCarthy? Am I thinking of a, I'm thinking That's of a different, different one. Yep. Okay. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't even Close worry enough. about it. Yeah. Dune's on, Dune's on HBO. <laughs> Uh, what the white Lotus is also on HBO. So uh, and he uh, the creator writer of the show also made a show called enlightened. Uh, I think it has like Nicole Kidman in it that I've heard is very good too. So I, I want to jump into that as well. Good. Uh, but yeah, the white Lotus. I, it's only like six episodes or something. It's like a very short mini series and the writer director has already said that he wants to create like almost like an anthology thing like of other white Lotus resort stories mm-hmm. basically. So you know what I've noticed over the past few episodes mm-hmm. of this show with this uh, these hosts here we get a lot of uh, a lot of value out of hbo max a lot of things yeah it's shitty to use but there's some a good lot of stuff good on, stuff on, it. on there. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch seven samurai which you definitely can which you should big plus big plus hbo plus what's new with me <laughs> what? is, that, is that still a thing no they got no now it's all just it's just max yeah. hbo max what's new with me uh what is, hey vargas vargas what's new with you Dude, a lot. Hey man, um, what's new with you? What's new with me though? Um, so I got I got this game on Steam, kind of an impulse oh, purchase. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is on sale now. I don't know if it's on sale when you're sure. listening, but it's called Inscription with a Y. Oh, oh, I've heard people talking about this. I think so. It is at face value um, a card game similar to. Right. 
uh, uh, Slay the Spire. And if anybody, which you might know is Vargas, yep, loves yeah, some Slay the Spire. <laughs> yep. Um, so it, it kind of plays like that. Once you play it, though, it is also an escape room game and also a meta commentary on. So it's like Facebook. You play it on Facebook. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Topical. <laughs> But it it literally becomes a completely different game once you get to the end of the first game. Interesting. And then once you get to the end of that second game, you go back to the first game, but it's totally different. And that that's kind of where I am right now. Right. I don't know what the end of this game is going to (laughs) be. I have no clue. But if if you're like a combat card game kind of person that's telling like a meta story surrounding the card game right it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, isn't it kind of, i mean that idea right i mean i guess kind of i don't like that you equated my meta commentary with Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah <laughs> it's Yu-Gi-Oh. oh devolver digital published it yeah they published some good shit yep mm. didn't they do um your game mm-hmm. the yeah, Brennan game. No, yeah. no, no. The the uh, roguelite Dead Cells. Oh, Dead Cells. Yeah, they, they do they Dead pu- Cells. Published that. They published several other games yeah. that are phenomenal. It's it's real good. So I don't know if it's in on um, any other platforms. You know, if it's on uh, whatever, but it's definitely on Steam. Uh, definitely worth a pickup for you know the ten or eleven bucks that I got it for. <laughs> I think full price it was like fifteen though. So oh yeah, that's 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 fine. I would say for sure it's it's worth it. It's uh, kind of a fun. It's it is kind of horror themed, so don't get it. So it's a little spooky. Don't get it twisted. It is a little spooky, but I do see it's it's described as puzzle horror game adventure game strategy. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's just like every category of game (laughs) is somehow covered in this. It's wild. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how folks come up with these ideas. Yeah, you find little niche games. I like it. Yeah, yeah, work. Steam is great because a lot of shit on there. A lot of a lot of bullshit on there, yeah. but if you kind of filter through it and you know what to look for, you can find some real gems hmm. or inscriptions or inscriptions hey. <laughs> with a Y. Yes. Never spell it correctly. Never. Oh, yeah. It's ju- and it's just on PC. And okay. Stuff. Yeah. Right, as of Thank right you. now. Thank you for confirming. No problem. So last week we gave last time la- last time last, last week episode we got into some interesting stuff. We gave our boy Vargas. He was feeling it was before Halloween. He said, if I'm not feeling in the spooky mood, that's right? That's right. What album can I listen to front to back? Yeah, that, to get me in a spooky, in a spooky mood. mood. Um, yeah, and so Brennan gave me Godspeed. Brennan, I'm pointing at Brian. Nobody would have you're, noticed. You're pointing and looking at him and looking. Brian, we ga- look nothing alike. I don't think you don't, but I was about to say Brennan gave me Godspeed on the Devil's Thunder, which is wrong, which is wrong because that's the and album. I see color because <laughs> that's the album Brian gave me. And Brendan gave me, is it Tomb of Horrors? Tomb of Horrors by Slasher Dave from Acid Witch of Pennsylvania. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You really, you got an encyclopedic knowledge up there. That's all you know. Those are the the only three facts. Uh, And I'll say this. Both of you guys seriously hit it out of the park. Yeah, they're they're fun ass albums. Both of these are so, so good. The problem that I had listening to both of these Uh is that (laughs) we're holding hands now is that they're both. They're both too good. I mean, they're both perfect for what they are, right? But they're both for so different reasons, different. right? That's why like, I said, yeah, Slasher Day, because it is like synth horror, you it's know, whatever. Atmosphere, yeah. Right? And, and then Cr- Cradle of Filth is a horror story, a horror yeah, metal a horror, album, right? It's exactly right. So, yeah. Do you, do I want to watch 
Halloween or do I want to, you know, listen to right. Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, right? <laughs> like they're both I horror stories. And it was really funny at the end of the episode when you're like, oh, Slasher Dave is something I could play outside at like yeah. a, a something and cradle feels something I can listen to by myself, which was more accurate than I think you do. It, dude, it's exactly <laughs> what it is like. I, and so I it's so tough because I think I think Slasher Dave put me in the mood for the season. Nice, right? I can do. I can do that. But Cradle of Filth put me right. in a mood where it's like I want to watch a horror movie now. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I believe Brendan got the victory. Yeah, you picked. You okay, Slasher Dave. then I'll overturn it. Yeah, yeah. Say Brian. I mean, it sounds like you enjoy. You love. Both I of really. These, so. I, I'm not kidding. This is the first time where I was like, I, I don't know right. what I want to pick. Oh yeah, because they both totally worked. Nice. I can live with that. It's a really good Cradle of Filth album, isn't it? It's a really good Cradle yeah. of Filth album. Did you listen to any other Slasher Dave stuff? I, I don't know because I put it on repeat. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, they all <laughs> done a lot. A lot. That's what you want for atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. So, totally. Right. Yeah. I did. No, it was totally great. And I'll, I'll tell everybody. I'm assuming that anybody who knows me or Brian has listened to the onslaught and probably Every knows Wednesday probably knows cradle of filth by now, but anybody who hasn't listened to slasher Dave right totally put it on for your Halloween party yeah, rules and have so much next fun year. next year 22. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It really right. is. Yeah, it rules anyway. Nice. Well, that's good to know uh, this week. I had the boys. Uh, I want them to give me their f- favorite. OST, their favorite sound movie soundtrack, not 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 songs inspired by yeah, presented yeah. in the movie. I want a soundtrack. We're not kissing any roses. That's right. <laughs> we well, okay. So we had a, a we have gentlemen's agreements sometimes on this show. It, we ever so often we do, and we've decided that uh, the neither of us picked this, but the the definitive winner would be you have to watch any movie on mute and just play hellbilly deluxe (laughs) over that movie. Uh I think for anything we do, that would work. Uh So that's the food. Hellbilly deluxe. (laughs) That's the hands down winner. So neither of us picked it. 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 Imagine uh, if Nick Cage made a movie version of hellbilly deluxe buddy. You're welcome. Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Because let me tell you, that'd be incredible. My screenplay is forthcoming. (laughs) Please. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. So because I always finish nice. <laughs> nice, bro. So my my idea of the perfect movie score mm-hmm. is something that you both can listen to as a soundtrack. Right, right. But that also matches and accompanies the movie that it's in really well. Yeah, of course. Right. So you want you want something that that not only gives you the mood of the movie, but also if you take it out of the movie, right. you can listen to it and enjoy it. Sure. Right. Right. Otherwise, it's it's just like it fail. I think it fails as a yeah. It's just soundtrack. called music. <laughs> well, no. Then it's then it's just part of the movie, yeah, and you need the movie to go with it to make it make sense. So, what I'm going to give you is something that I think is going to put you in high spirits whenever you listen to it. Interesting. And I'm going with the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings soundtrack. Interesting. Yeah. Because when you listen to it, not only are you going to get those memories, you're going to get you're going to get the image of New Zealand, right? You're going to get the image uh, Middle Earth. Oh, are they different? Yeah, one exists. I've never heard. And the what, other is New Zealand. Point, point New Zealand on a map, bro. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you're you're going to get those images from of the movie. course. Of course, you're going to get the landscapes. You're going to get the action sequences, but then you you take it out of the movie and yeah. you're going to be like, 
this is a fucking action soundtrack. <laughs> this is this is something you can put on. Oh yeah, and you still get like a fun, exciting listening experience. Oh yeah, that is going to motivate you to do stuff. Yeah, I, I I can get behind that. I dig that. Grab your sword, pull that shit out. That's right. Get my well, axe. Gr- start walking down the street or neighborhood watch. Yeah, that's right. You grab your spoon and you're ready to cook. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> like you put it on in the background and you're ready to go do whatever ready you're ready to get after gonna it, yeah. do. Oh yeah. I like that. I dig it. I uh, I went a slightly different route. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Sure did. Okay. Uh, pivoting off of Slasher Dave and the atmospheric um, synth heavy. Yeah, sure, sure. Music. Okay. I went with the 2000 cult classic mm-hmm. Requiem for a Dream soundtrack. Oh. Okay. By Clint Mansell. Now, Clint Mansell, this was his first score for Darren Aronofsky. No joke. And he has worked with Darren Aronofsky like on every, every movie, movie besides yeah, right. Mother. So this soundtrack is... Because Glenn Danzig famously... <laughs> Fargus made that same I mean, fucking joke. I made the same joke. It's over on podcast. Mother! <laughs> mother! Jennifer Lawrence is in that house. <laughs> Jesus. Mother! Um, Good stuff. Yeah. But uh, this launched his it, this uh um, soundtrack was so good right that it launched the career of clint mansell and made him like I, he won grammys right blah right. blah so not only um was this soundtrack okay so when i said i went a different way this soundtrack is gonna make you've seen requiem for a dream uh, yes i'm familiar <laughs> don't rewatch it Marcus <laughs> asked me he came in today before the show and he's like did you watch did you rewatch requiem for a dream and i said absolutely fucking not right i i whenever i am really happy and i need to bring myself down and i need to like feel dread and and it just feel I'll, awful i'll rewatch <laughs> requiem for a dream so ass to ass <laughs> ass to ass so you know it's really moving yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff from that movie. I'm familiar with it. There's so you know with that movie how it makes you feel. Yeah. Now I put on that soundtrack when I was thinking of soundtracks. I put on that soundtrack and instant from the from Summer Overture, which is the right. first song, it instantly, viscerally <laughs> brings you back to that movie because it the score matches up so well with scenes in that movie mm-hmm. that you can't not. I wasn't even picturing scenes when I was listening to that. I was just like, this music makes me like, right? Of course. I, like, I don't like, I like, I like it. Yeah. It's really good, but I don't feel well. <laughs> the, the reason I asked him if you watched it was because, well, and, and I guess you said you did watch like a super cut. I d- so what I did, there's a, a song I'll get to on my next little segment yeah, here. Totally. Um, it's, it's a very, very famous song. And I watched this little super cut with this song over it. It's oh. basically, it was like the synopsis of the movie. Yeah, totally. Video form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, we were talking at work, and he was like bringing up specific like images from the movie. Yeah, and I was like, you should fucking rewatch this movie, like, because I don't know, I don't know how. Number one, yeah, and I don't know why. It's it's a a phenomenal movie, but it's tough to get through. Such a good movie, Um, tough to get through. It it almost breaks my rule. I have the one rule to make a good. If a movie is uh, the movie's first job is to entertain the watcher. Now. Does this movie entertain you? What about not what about, really? What about you though? It oh, entertains Watu, oh, but God damn it, en- <laughs> enough out of you, comic boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so to end my first rant here, the, the from the the very first note of this soundtrack, right. it will I use the word again because it's a very important word viscerally. 
pull you back to the the way you felt right while you watched the movie. Uh, and to me, yeah, that makes the that makes a soundtrack is if it can evoke emotion that you experienced while watching. Right, right. Clint Mansell. What's his name? Clint? Clint Mansell. Uh, mine was composed, orchestrated, and conducted by Howard Shore. Uh, okay. Of course. The famous Howard Shore. The famous Shore. Howard Shore. Um, I'll talk about critical reactions and the awards that this won. I don't think I need to. But because we know, <laughs> I mean, it won everything, right? right? right. It won uh, an Oscar for best original score. It won a Grammy for best score soundtrack. The world soundtrack award for best original soundtrack. Interesting. What I thought was actually pretty interesting about right. this is it charted mm. not only in the UK at number 10 on the UK albums chart, right. it charted in the US at number 29 on billboard. That's wild for a movie for soundtrack. a movie yeah. soundtrack. That's crazy, right? Hmm. Um, what I also like about this and what I like about mo- like movie soundtracks in general is the the sound tr- the score itself was mm-hmm. over three and a half hours of original music. <laughs> yeah, just back to back original music, right? <laughs> and again, it's all that epic sweeping, of course, you yeah. know, like D and D fantasy sound. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. The the choirs sing in Elvish. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. So it's it's gonna give you those like. Oh yeah. I don't know motivational. For me, it's motivational. It's yes. You put it on and you want to get out and do stuff. Um, I think through the minds of Moria. Yeah. Once you hear that main theme again, you're gonna like. It is. Oh man, this so good. is. It hit me. It hit me just right when I was re-listening to it um and lord of the rings famously a movie that we rewatch a lot yeah not requiem for a dream but you didn't ask for most rewatchable movie i'm just i'm just joshing what you kill that thank you (laughs) get it jesus uh don't point at vargas again why is the baby in here (laughs) one thing that i will bring up that i thought was really interesting that brian brought up i so i picked the fellowship of the ring right the first movie yeah um Brian brought up the fact that one of the songs from his soundtrack, a remix or an orchestral version was featured on the two towers trailer. What? Isn't that wild? Which is a transfer over to Brian. Thank you. That's what a so good. That's so interesting. What a good segui that was. <laughs> now the song he was referring to is Lux Eterna, which is the most notable song, right? On that that's album. a very famous song. Very famous. That um, who originally complained? That's what I said. Yeah, right. He it's, did it. It was yeah. made for this movie. That's yes. crazy. That's it's really been crazy. used in, as Vargas said, the uh, orchestral version, the two towers. If you, if ever, if anyone listens to this song, they will know it. Right. Um, She's fine. <laughs> they will. They will know what it is without knowing what it is. They've heard, it. of course. Um, it's been in countless commercials. It's it's um, as of. I think 2020 it had 188,000 downloads just that song. Jesus Christ. Which That's wild. For a song from for a, a, an instrumental song from a, a sound a movie yeah, from 2000, right? From 2000. Yeah. It's pretty That's wild. wild. That's crazy. Um so it's got not only is it like I I told you how it evokes the feelings and how everything but it's really it's just good atmospheric yeah. Music performed by the Kronos Quartet, which is a string quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Clint Mansell composed everything. Right. 
the Cronus Quartet um, performed everything w- uh, with some help from Clint on like mm-hmm. synth and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, it does not have the ac- the accolades that sure. the Lord of the Rings sure. soundtrack had, sure. but it, it's because it was performed by four people and written by one person. <laughs> and it's also a very... Yes, and I don't think Rick Room Dream had the budget that... They didn't the have the budget. Had. I don't know. They might be close. <laughs> it also didn't have, it doesn't have the sweeping, wonderful landscape of. True. Yes. It, uh, again, I cannot stress this enough. If you've never seen Requiem for a dream, watch it the one time. If you have seen it, do not let this conversation make you want to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because watch it, cry, move on. <laughs> yeah. Cause you won't, I mean, you won't want to watch it again. No. Um, great movie boy real great movie tough. so i've tough picked out uh for my little final argument here sure, sure, sure. uh i've picked out uh three songs for you Ooh. that i think is going to make you not make you but it's kind of a good overview of the album so i, yeah. I know you're going to listen to both of these sure. in yeah. in their in their entirety but southern hospitality Ooh. summer overture which mm-hmm. is the first song and then lux eterna of course yeah um is the main song but those three i think really give a good feel they will give you like it's going to make you be like, oh, man, this is like, this is fucking good. This is good music. Like, this is making me jam a little bit. Uh, but again, it is going to rip your heart out once you remember <laughs> any of the feelings you had while watching the movie. So <laughs> do you remember he, his arm gets infected and yeah, he's got a hole in it and it, then he sticks a needle in the hole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that baby on the ceiling? <sighs> Fuck. It's good shit. It's good shit. <laughs> anyway, it's bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. This this what happens to everyone is bad. This is so oh my god. This soundtrack. Yeah, is better than Vargas's because oh, it's going to make you it's going to draw back to the movie, right? And that's exactly what you want in a soundtrack. You don't want to I don't want to cook to Lord of the Rings. Sure. I don't want to I don't want to want to fight ring wraiths or do you want to stick a needle in your infected hole? <laughs> well, which are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whichever one's infected, don't. <laughs> why do you have multiple? <laughs> I don't believe in doctors. You know, <laughs> you you don't believe in them. They exist. He's right here. Yeah, point him out on a map. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> doctors are five G towers. It's true. <laughs> um, my last thing that sure. I thought was well, there's two two things that are kind of interesting and cool. Yeah. Uh, number one, they incorporated some of the songs that. Tolkien actually wrote for his like compendium. Oh yeah. So, you know, he wrote like lyrics and stuff like walking songs that right. hobbits would sing and yes. like do, 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 while right. they were like, mm-hmm. you know, ringing to the Lord. Really good, whatever. Really good impression. Yeah. But they took those. <laughs> They're a hobbit in the room. Right. <laughs> they took those and made them songs. Yes. In the score. Right. Right. That fit the stuff that's happening on screen. Right. Which I thought was pretty cool that's, that's like, fascinating yeah it's not a lot of times that you get to incorporate the the source material to such an, a, a minute degree right right oh yeah you can adapt a book but you get to not only yeah. include a song that somebody sings but fold it into the scope of the movie overall Correct. yeah 100 percent uh real quick one th- i think it's interesting that we both picked movies based on books did you know requiem for a dream was a book i think i did know i've never read it but yeah, I, I imagine know, wanting to read that book <laughs> right. brendan i'm sorry i'm firing at you a lot but <laughs> he didn't write it don't read i, I did not create a sad book requiem for a dream no. <laughs> read happy books it's okay let it Leto, jared leto had a son who's a worm it's fine <laughs> 
that's, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. It's a good joke for this room specifically. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the kind of giant conversation we had before the podcast. Uh-huh. I told I did tell Vargas uh, this was so this is one of Jared Leto's first roles mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is when he was trying to be an actor instead of trying to be the not weirdest more, actor in a room. Yeah, not trying to be Morbius. Yeah, yeah. we get it. The <laughs> that movie hasn't come out yet. Still, still, still does not has not come out. It I'm won't. convinced it's not. It's I'm never. We're the, never going to see it. I'm going to be the only person in that theater. Yeah, with Brendan. Yeah, and we're just going to be yelling at each other across the theater. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, Enya composed and wrote and performed. Fuck me up, man. Like yeah. <laughs> a lot of songs on this. Interesting, which I did not know. Yeah, but it totally makes sense because it. She, she they, definitely not they, it. Yeah, definitely they, not it. They are right. are like an Irish kind of folky yes. performer. So to fold that into like the lore of something that you're creating mu- music for, I'm saying this really poorly, but like you have to you have to not only create hobbits and create a language for them, but you have to create a culture for them. Right. Right. So to world building. Yeah. World building, but world building to a degree that you're creating music in the style of that culture. Yeah, right. I think it's cool to incorporate a lot of world artists. Yeah, in, totally into that and to bring someone as big as Enya into it. That's right. I think it's pretty cool. But also, it's not like Enya presents the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, right? right. She's not doing Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, like, right. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm surprised you picked Lord of the Rings, knowing that Blind Guardian didn't get to write the soundtrack. I know they didn't, but you could just listen to Nightfall in Middle Earth yeah. and get <laughs> the same thing. Same thing this yeah. is equally good, I'll say. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Very. Remember when I told you that you couldn't guess the soundtrack I was going to pick? Yeah. He said Tron Legacy, and I was like, oh, well, now I got to pick a new one. So well, picked, that's really that's fucking a great good. one. Yeah. yeah. But no, both of these soundtracks, uh, just from my familiar with, with the movies, are both phenomenal. Um, your arguments were, were both really fucking good, too. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Vargas. Uh oh. And, and the Fellowship of the Ring. I'll fall over. Leaning, leaning towards. He's leaning. <clears throat> so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick Vargas <sighs> with Fellowship of the Ring. Howard Shore. I think, I think honestly, from a from a musical listening standpoint, yeah, I think you're gonna like the Requiem soundtrack more. Yeah, I think, but I think for what oh, it, so I'm gonna go with that then. I'm gonna pick. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No. I think for what it is, like yeah. Lord of the Rings fits the movie perfectly. Really good. Yeah, really well. They both fit the movie. They really, yeah, they really do. Yeah. You couldn't throw Requiem for a Dream into Lord of the Rings, that's for sure. That'd be bananas. However, to watch. what Sad you hobbits. could do is mute Lord of the Rings and put on Hellbilly, Hellbilly Deluxe. I mean, I'm probably gonna do it with both <laughs> movies. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for that. I can't wait to listen to these these albums. What are we doing next time, Brega? Well, I know we're not a video game podcast. We don't talk about them on here. Definitely not. But I'm okay. I I've got my big sweeping games. I'm playing Nerds of Babylon. <laughs> Uh, which is are you I'm, playing a lot of cleaning cleaning games just sweeping. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, was good. that was a good Brian joke at Brian. Yeah, you got me. Uh, I'm 20 hours into this game currently, and I have just re- reached the second area <laughs> out of like seven in classic so. Brian fashion. I don't need another one of those. I'm good on those. Yeah, sure. What sure, I sure, need sure, sure, sure. I got I've got my first person quick action shooters, right? What I need I need kind of like a um, Something I could let's say I got 30 minutes to kill right almost like a platformer. You remember how old games right? They had levels. Yes, right. You so you could clear a level save your game move on move on be yeah. done for the totally, day totally 
I need something like that. Okay. So I need something goal, like kind of goal based, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, if I have 30 minutes, yeah, I can conquer. I can do this one, th- this one thing, not where like Skyrim of like, oh, you can do this one quest. Yeah, because I'll totally. get fucking sidetracked while blah, blah. So yeah, I need you want to beat the one level of Mario I want to beat the on. one level of Mario yeah. save my game and come back to it yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Does it need it be on anything specific? Glad you asked nope. because yes, it does. I'm limiting this to PlayStation 4 and or switch beautiful is price going to play a factor into your decision not into my decision perfect excellent i picked the most expensive <laughs> game that i can possibly find <laughs> okay okay something that yeah if you have 30 minutes play something that's good it's goal oriented level oriented yeah i got like it, i, I found out that jump I like, in and out you want to jump in and out yeah but i've but i okay. found like that Mario. i like accomplishing things nice Right. Yes. I don't. I don't. So I don't want to make no progress for thirty minutes. Of course. Stop. So I want to like k- kill a boss. Totally. Find the it. box. Yeah. Yeah. Save the, whatever it is. What is in the box? You know what I mean. Let's it's going to Paltrow's head. Definitely. Right? Right? Spoiler Paltrow's alert Sorry. for a movie from nineteen ninety nine. Okay. I, I like that. I, I I'm already thinking of a, a, of a game oh, for you. And I'd rather it. Oh. Last one. I'd rather it not already be on my radar. So like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're gonna pick this, but like Hades, fuck, that game's on my radar. Can we start over the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, you yeah, know, Hades so is already there. I, I get maybe you. something that n- neither of you have already told me about or yeah. or yeah, have yeah, heard yeah, yeah. me tell you. You don't, about. you don't want me to pick Untitled Goose Game. I understand. Yeah, correct. Hades out. Zeus in Mario. You know him out. Well, but maybe well, there's a Mario game I don't know. Well. About. Maybe there is. Okay. I like that. That's good. It's good. Where can you find us? You can find us on the internet. You can find us on Twitter, debates on tap, find us on Instagram, debates on pictures. You can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not watch Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Just watch that synopsis uh, yep. on YouTube. Or ah, God. Uh, Don't do that. Read the Wikipedia page. You'll get, you'll get the gist of yeah. it. Correct. Every Sunday, Brennan and I talk about. Well, we cry a lot actually on the show now. Uh, yeah. uh, we talk about football. Oh, you guys talk about Requiem for a Dream every Sunday. <laughs> Might as well it's, listen to that soundtrack before you record. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and just then, put us on mute and play that <laughs> and soundtrack. Play that, I don't know. Well, play Hellbilly Deluxe. Correct. While you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then every Wednesday, Vargas and I host the onslaught. Uh, we talk about metal. We just finished we round one. Do not cry. We do not cry. Not not from sadness. <laughs> nope, from happiness. Yep. Good. Great. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.